This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to Clued In with Lou Carbone, a thought-provoking opportunity to expand your perspectives and advance the impact you can make in the CX, EX, and patient experience space. Lou's undeniable combination of the depth of experience and knowledge in this space is unparalleled. As a driver inside organizations as well as consulting, Lou offers distinctive thought stimulation, is a dedicated mentor and teacher. Hi, this is Lou Carbone, and I'm so thrilled to have a very special guest today, a dear friend, someone I've known for many years and have admired uh, in terms of his openness, his honesty, his dedication to customers and to employees and to understanding the potential of the space that we all are in with customer experience management, employee experience management, user experience, anything that touches someone that we're creating value for. And that is Bob Asman. Bob is the Emeritus Board Chair for the CXPA, and that's the Customer Experience Professionals Association, and was the former board chair Uh, for many years. He's a professor at the Carlson School and uh, an educator and absolutely amazing because Bob's background is not only uh, from a teaching perspective and the love for teaching people and bringing people along this curve of understanding customer experience and has been involved in that both on corporate side with major corporations a consulting firm, has his own boutique consulting firm, and is someone who I have admired for many years for his openness and uh, dedication and passion and intellectual prowess in this space. Bob, welcome. Oh, thanks, Lou. I really appreciate that that introduction. I'm humbled by it and and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, the feeling is mutual uh, in our friendship and in our discussions around experience management and what we're trying to do to advance the science and art of experience management um, uh, across the globe. So it's really, really great to be on your podcast. You joined me on my podcast early on, so it's you turned the tables on me, and uh, that's fantastic. I couldn't be happier to be a guest Uh, rather than a host today. I really appreciate that. We're both part of the uh, CX of M radio network, which is the only real radio network that's dedicated to customer experience. And uh, Bob's podcasts are also on that. And uh, I encourage you to listen to Bob's podcasts. Uh, You can skip the one I did with him, but do listen to the others. (laughs) They're really No, Lou did a good one. Listen to his too. So, Bob, what what I thought we'd talk about today is something that a colleague of ours on the radio network referred to as intellectual violence. And the question that I have is, 
I would love your perspective on the proliferation and fragmentation that exists in this space of customer experience and the whole construct of really having an organization that could certify people and move people along various levels of understanding customer experience, which was what the founding principles I thought were of CXPA. And now suddenly there are other organizations, other certificates. Um, there's, there's this fragmentation that's taking place. I was wondering, you know, what your thoughts are on, on this, having been uh, so open in terms of looking at this space and understanding the trials and tribulations of CXPA over time. Uh, and where are we headed in this space? Well, Lou, it's, it's certainly a, a timely question that, that we're facing right now in, in, the, in the profession of experience management. And just a couple of thoughts, and then we can kind of uh, see where you want to take this. But, um, you know, the CXPA uh, isn't that old. And in very early on, uh, the decision was made that we needed to have a certification for professionals to advance their knowledge, to distinguish them as CX professionals, uh, from anybody else because of their experience, because of their background, because of their education, because of their knowledge. And so the, the early founders of CXPA, in my view, really laid the foundation to say, much like other associations, uh, you know, the project management certification, the PMP comes to mind. Um, when we looked at that and said, we really need to have this certification. And so to an extent, CXPA was the first. I would argue it's the finest and most comprehensive. And I suppose we can smile a little bit and say, well, maybe it's the sincerest form of flattery that all these other certifications are happening because, you know, when you see something really good, you want to duplicate it. But in my mind, and I'm biased, admittedly so, um, I'm biased towards the CCXP, the Certified Customer Experience Professional Certification that CXPA puts forth. Now, that being said, when I look at the fragmentation happening today, it it for me, it reinforces the CXPA vision of having this certification program because it says these are the professionals that make a difference. And so... You can look all other places, but when you come upon a experienced professional and they have those four letters CCXP behind their name, it makes a difference and they've earned the right to have that CCXP next to their name. So as as the as the the profession becomes more fragmented, and I'll talk about that in just a second, but it becomes more fragmented, I, I almost think like the CCXP can be our North Star or kind of our our gathering point where we say, yeah, it's it's crazy out there, but but you know here are 4,000. I think I think now the association have, has over 4,000 CCXPs uh, to boast about. So and, and then I might add too around the the whole you know fragmentation in the profession. Again, I'd say you know why is everybody putting customer experience in their titles? Uh, 
well, there must be something to this, right? There must be some uh, dynamic to it that everybody wants to be have CX in their name or EX in their name or UX in their name or, you know, all the X's, so to speak. Um, so, again, I, I kind of go back to say, hmm, the CXPA was on to something. The CXPA continues to build that out. The CXPA continues to be the source of all things CX in a profession. And and no offense to any of our great partners or others that are trying to do this, but perhaps they could be our shining light in, in a time of, of great fragmentation. In this fragmentation that seems to be uh, there, um, what what has been fascinating to me is uh, the amount the social media has created a conundrum in terms of self-promotion, um, all sorts of things that um, have kind of taken place and in forms that um, almost have predictive responses. <laughs> That, that, you know, asking a question like, which is more important, customer experience or employee experience? Well, it's an obvious answer uh, that they're both important. <laughs> so what is the role of, of social media in terms of, is there a way that can be used to create a sense of unification? Or is that going to continue to create greater fragmentation, do you think, in your opinion? Well, that's a great question, Lou. Um, you know, obviously, ma many of us use social media to advance our message, right? This, your podcast, my podcast, LinkedIn, and all those are social media types that we're advancing our message. I think where we get a little discombobulated is, you know, what I would call, um, you know, kind of the basic questions being asked over and over and over again. Let me give you a crazy example. I have a, uh, about a year ago, I bought a flat top griddle. Um, it's a grill, but it's a flat top. It's a cast iron flat top. It's great for hamburgers and pancakes and eggs and bacon and wonderful. And I use it outside. Blackstone? Blackstone. It's called a Blackstone griddle, right? John gave me one for my Father's Day present. Okay, perfect. So you know what I'm talking about. People will look this up now. Now, I don't know if you belong to the Facebook group Blackstone Griddlers. If you don't, I will join them, okay? <laughs> but what happens on that is uh, I would say the same questions get asked over and over again. How do I clean my Blackstone Griddle? How do I make hash browns on my Blackstone Griddle? How do I, how do I, how do I, right? There's just question after and. And people start to and 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 90, 100 people will comment on every question. And invariably somebody will say, Why don't you search this Facebook group? Because we've answered that question a thousand times before. And so and and they're right. I mean, they're they're being a little nasty about it, but they're right because instead of you know gaining new knowledge and information and content, we're rehashing things because somebody just bought a blackstone. And they don't know how to clean it. So the first inclination is don't read the instructions. Go to the Facebook group. How do I clean my Blackstone, right? So to some extent, when we perpetuate these kind of what I would call basic questions around the experience profession, we, we, we denigrate it to an extent because 
and, and I'm not being critical of the new people coming in that are trying to learn, but there's so much information and so much content available, be that through CXPA, all the great LinkedIn postings that are going on, all the professional CX professionals that are out there working and practitioners that are sharing their stories that we need to build up the content to advance the content. And so I think where social media hurts us is because we're having these elementary debates where we really need to be advancing and saying, well, wait a minute, why is customer success and customer experience and customer service and experience management and employee experience, what are, what are the distinguishing factors there? Why are those all being lumped together when they're unique? And, you know, some of those more advanced questions need to be asked. And I just think sometimes social media tries to cut to the, what do we have in, in Twitter, 100 and some characters or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So the, that's a very interesting point because uh, there's the question of promotion via social media and there's the question of, social media becoming a resource and i don't know there are not many places you can go to to say how do i how do i uh how do i position nps in my organization how do i position cxpa in my organization uh how do i begin to delve into unconscious thought or emotion uh, there's what we've got is a, a lot of promotion, but no repository of content that is informative, so to speak, that that I think that we live in a kind of consulting paradise, which is here I am, contact me and I'll answer the questions for you versus a forum where people can come and literally answer a question, but get follow up or know where to go or how to how to how to navigate through these very confusing waters that we're living through where one organization may call something sentiment and define it differently when we begin to look at the giants in the industry that have really dominated and created extraordinary value in terms of the stock market <laughs> and you know selling a company for 9 billion dollars <laughs> Uh, going public and then having a private investor come in. And these are measurement and metrics companies that have literally uh, embraced themselves as uh, they outnumber everybody in terms of feet on the street, uh, pocketbook in terms of the, and maybe that's caused some of the fragmentation. And now they're even starting certifications. Um it's it's just a very interesting marketplace. Uh, do you do you think there's a place or how would we begin to think about a knowledge base uh, without having to join that that maybe it's in joining something or there's no free form that, that I could look up how to hook up my Hitachi hard drive today and just do a Google search and there'd be some YouTube videos, there would be all sorts of stuff. But if I said, how do I get to unconscious thought and experience uh, customer experience, I don't know whether anything would even pop up. 
That's a that's an interesting perspective, Lou. Uh, I know if you put in uh, if you search customer experience jobs in LinkedIn, you'll get seventy thousand jobs or whatever whatever the latest count is. Um, you know, I think so. So a couple of thoughts come to mind. Is one is what used to cost a lot of money is now generally available. What do I mean by that? The 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 big market research firms the the big technology players in the experience uh, professional space, what they used to sell were were comprehensive research studies that you'd either have to buy their products or engage them as consultants to get get your hands on that. So much of that content now is is available uh, to be downloaded, and it, it it might prompt a phone call uh, for from a salesperson. Um, but but in 95% of the times when I've said to the salesperson, you know, I'm a practitioner, I'm not interested in your product, but this is an outstanding report, the salesperson has said, yep, totally understand it, no problem, and we hang up, and we're we're friends when we hang up. So I think the good news is there's a whole lot of content out there, and when when um, mentees come to me if I'm in a mentoring relationship and they say to me, how do what what books should I read, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of list. Uh, the books that are traditionally for CX professionals, but then I also say just be sensitized to the content that's out there that's available that not long ago was costing us a, an arm and a leg to get our hands on. So that's the first comment about content. I think there's a lot of great work being done out there by technology partners, by consulting partners that that we should take advantage of. Um, now, that being said, I think, again, not to – not to overpromote the CXPA, but but the CXPA has had a concerted effort for a number of years to have content available that's um, you know not necessarily biased or with strings attached. So you could go onto this if you're a member of the CXPA or want to explore being a member, you could go onto the CXPA website and uh, say you know in the forum on the blogs and and ask those questions and. I mean, I've seen tremendous responses to those kinds of questions, and you don't have to feel like you have to buy anything, right? Yeah. So, but but I think that that we need to take advantage of our business, and I don't mean that negatively by taking advantage, but if our business partners are putting those kinds of content out there, we got to grab that content because it is very, very good content. I mean, you know, this is not, uh, you know, a five-page report that they surveyed 10 people on. These are extensive research studies. So I think if we, you know, continue to see that kind of content, that's where I hope we go to advance the profession um, because that means we have, we can, for the people that are coming into the profession can now grab onto this content and learn and educate themselves and then ask the right questions of, of the other professionals that that could help them. So, Bob, I'm often fascinated by uh, kind of the history of uh, associations, organizations, certifications, communities that were created. And uh, early on in in my career, when I was at National Car Rental as a VP of Marketing, I, there was SOCAP, which was for travel professionals. And you were limited. The company could only have one representative, actually. Uh, but there was a group 
and I can't remember, and you have a history that started back in call centers. Right. And what was the name of the, I know there was a Minnesota group, but there was basically the customer service perspective in the call centers were early adapters at understanding this was a point of contact. And I cannot remember the name of the association that uh, basically call was centers. It, was it CCNG? I think it might have been. Mm-hmm. But when I was at National, you know, the, the mm-hmm. reservations department and our, which was our, boy, our primary tool. And uh, that was before, I hate to say it, before you could book online, (laughs) you had to call a reservationist. And uh, I just remember that group, it was uh, a woman that headed up primarily the quality of that whole area and belonged to an association. But it seemed to be a very unified, consolidated group of people committed to the quality of experiences that were in call centers. Is it because customer experience is so broad today and covers everything from call center to user experience that do you think that's adding to some of the fragmentation that we see? It certainly could be. You know, if you look at the project management uh, certification, it's very specific, right? It's geared towards a a project manager and you get a certification in that area and there's not a whole lot of grade there. Um, If you look at, uh, you know, Six Sigma, you're green belt certified, you're black belt. So it's very specific about what you're what you're what you're going to do. You know, I think with practitioners uh, let me let me just get on another soapbox here um i just find it amazing that we we continue to make this distinction between consultants and uh technology partners and practitioners and professionals it it seems like if you are a practitioner working for an organization and then you become uh, a practitioner working for a technology company that sells experience platforms you suddenly are not a practitioner anymore you're you're suddenly uh, persona non grata, and it drives me crazy. So it, it's we're all practitioners, we're all CX professionals. We just work in different functions and roles in in the organization. And so, I mean, to some extent, I think we we went a little overboard on that, and that might have caused some fragmentation where people said, "Well, what the heck? I I'm still a practitioner. I just happen to be working for a technology company that sells experience platform." software. So why does that make me, you know, some somehow not part of the community? And so I think that might have caused some of the fragmentation. I think your point about the broadness of the of the profession. But I also think for a number of years, we just let it get away from us, Lou. We didn't we weren't specific enough on what is the job qualifications for a customer experience professional? I mean, let's face it, oftentimes CEOs will say, um, you know, hey, we need to improve our experience. Who do we have that can do that? And they'll say, go get Joe over there. Uh, he he did really good on that project when we implemented the, the uh, you know, enterprise software 
platform. Why don't you give them experience? You know, so because Joe is really good at a project, well, he's going to be really good at experience management. And and then and then what happens is Joe says, I don't know the first thing about experience management. So Joe goes to the CXPA or other sources and says, what the heck is experience management? What do I do? Right. And and so I think that's been an issue is that we think, you know, hey, Mikey, you know, give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. You know, you know, people, this is a profession. And so I think maybe early on, as the profession was growing rapidly, we might have let it get away from us. Now, the CXPA has done some great work on defining job levels and job yeah. descriptions and responsibilities and all that. And I think that was an effort to say, you know, wait a minute, folks, there is a profession here and these are the qualifications. And, you know, there aren't 80,000 CX professional jobs on LinkedIn. Uh, the number drops dramatically once you get the job description and look at it and say, okay, now I get what this is all about. Bob, that is so incredible because I recall a story uh, where uh, early on in the founding of Experience Engineering, uh, we received a call from someone and they said, I've just been appointed the CX, uh, the uh, customer experience director for this particular organization. And I went to the CEO and basically asked, what is it that, you know, I really wasn't clear on what they expected. And he said, I really don't know, except we want better experiences for customers. And so she called us and said, can you help me define what my job is and how I can do it? <laughs> And uh, that was what the early days were like in terms of, okay, I've got this job. Well, what does it mean? So, Bob, two final things, two final questions. The first is, what advice would you give to the broad number of people that are not the people that are searching for, but the people that are sort of leading, leading these movements? What advice would you have for them? So I'd say the, the what I have found, if we could talk about the CX professional community as yes, as a, a whole, non as a whole, I've never seen a community so willing to help and share ideas, concepts, approaches without fear of sharing competitive secrets um, or or somehow you know, giving away uh, uh, a winning combination that could somehow um, not not be professionally used the proper way. So the community just seems to be a very giving community. And when you reach out to them, you know, I, I, I've had experiences where I've had to reach out to people on LinkedIn that I do not know, but I, I've looked at their background and they're in the same industry. Uh, or, or they've done something where I've, I've heard them speak or I've I've read an article by them and I'll reach out and say, hey, can I get more info on this? This seems to be what I need to try to do. And everybody's, but absolutely, when do you want to meet? You know, let's get together for a, for an hour. And we'll talk about this. So I would say don't hesitate to reach out or, or to say, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. Um, can somebody help me understand Whatever the whatever the topic is, so yeah. I, I think it's tr a tremendously helpful community. Bob, do you think someone like CXPA could actually sponsor what might be a 
collaborative symposium where leaders of all of these different schools of thought or whatever you want to refer to them as come together as a group and talk about some sense of where there is collaborative opportunities? I think it's a great a great idea for CXPA to do it. I think, um, you know, our our head of our podcast network, uh, Tom DeWitt at Michigan State University, is Phenomenal. is looking to do that too. Bring some webinars together, and and re, and he is really advocating strongly for experience uh, education, and so I think that's a possibility too. Yeah. Awesome. The last question is, what is the most memorable customer experience you've had? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I'd i say, um, so I, I, for many, many years in my career, um, I traveled extensively and um, I was flying um, I think it was from Manila, uh, from Tokyo to Manila, or I don't remember exactly. But anyhow, uh, the flight attendant walked up to me and said, um, welcome home. And I looked at her and I said, no, actually, my, I don't live in Manila. I live in, in, at the time, I live in the Twin Cities. And she said, well, based on the number of miles you fly with us, the seat you're about to sit in is more your home than your home in Minneapolis. Wow. And think about all the things that she could have said to me at that moment. You know, welcome aboard. Can I get you a drink? You know, here's the menu. Sit down, get your luggage stored. I mean, of all the things she could have said to me, that's what she said. And I just could, I just, I didn't, you know, I just didn't have an answer for it. And then she handed me a card, which was a thank you card for all the miles I had flown with the, with the, with the airline. It's Delta. I I mean, I, I think they do a great job in that personalization part. And, and, and that was, you know, 10 years ago. And so that just has always impacted me that the concept of your approach and knowing who your customer is and, and not just using the same old approach, the, the personalization, handwriting a card, uh, and saying thank you. In fact, I somewhere in my files I kept that card, um, and that whole notion of you're not a passenger on an airplane, uh, you're a customer of our airline, and you spent a lot of money, and your organization is important to us, and so uh, we want it to be a great experience. And you know what? She could have served me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the rest of that flight, and I wouldn't have cared because I was like in awe over that experience. And so it's hard. It's so hard, right, to instill that in in people when you're delivering an experience. Is it's not, you know, it's not about the script. It's about knowing your customer and personalizing it. That was what was, uh, in fact, it's another Delta story. Which uh, I was on a flight, and flight attendant came up to myself and the gentleman sitting next to me. We had been upgraded, and she said, "Do you realize that between the two of you, you've flown almost 10 million miles?" <laughs> And it created an introduction for us. And she said, I want to thank the two of you. You've flown more than anybody else on this crew, both of you individually (laughs) and together. I don't know of anybody who's flown as much. And 
uh, it was just an awesome moment. And then the gentleman and I started a conversation, exchanged business cards. And I'm the kind of person on a flight that gets buried in work and never talks to anybody. We (laughs) talked from the time that you did that until we landed and I created a new friend. Wonderful. (laughs) Bob, thank you so very much. I love you. You are just absolutely, as a human being, a professional, so dear to my heart. And uh, I, you cause me more sleepless nights when we get done with our conversations. Thank you so very, very much for being on the podcast. And let's continue to make a difference in the world. It's the calling that we both share and many others share. It isn't just about the money. It's about making a difference in the lives of people. And I know you're dedicated to that. Absolutely. Thank you, Lou, for for the invitation to join you, the godfather of experience management. It's been a pleasure. And I'm now referring to you as the boss, as the Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Excellent. Bob, be well. Thank you. Enjoy your time as a master gardener. Another another set of initials you can put after your name. Absolutely. Thank you, Lou. Well, and enjoy the rest of the summer. Thank you. You bet. Thank you so much for listening to Clued In with Lou Carbone. If the advancement of the practice of experience management is financial and emotional impact drives you, please reach out to Lou on LinkedIn or visit experienceengineering.com or email us at info at expeng.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.